Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents, it's Sandra again, and welcome to episode 35. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about the direct correlation between being a successful salesperson and speed. Now, it's very competitive. Whatever field you're in, whether you're in commercial real estate or any other sales field, it's super, super competitive. And what happens these days is people want information so instantaneously that it's the quickest agent, quickest salesperson, quickest person to the to the mark is the winner. So what you need to do is make sure that you act in a timely manner and you don't leave things because often you won't come back to them anyway. So you need to move your hands. So the faster you move, the faster your response, the faster you make decisions will end, will give you better results. And there's no, absolutely no doubt in my mind, this is the truth. And look, look, we live in a world of Instagrammers, right? So everybody wants everything instantaneously. So you have to be quick. When somebody sends you an email or calls you, rule 101, pick up the phone, but you need to respond to that person. So sales is about speed. And accuracy. Get really good at being fast and being right. Don't be sloppy. Make sure that you've got lots of stuff at your fingertips. Be really prepared for your day. Whatever properties, whatever information you need, whatever you're selling, that you have stuff at your fingertips, you can just fire it out. Bang, 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 bang. People are just coming at you all day long. Trust me, the phone does not stop ringing. But you have to have your game on. You have to have a system in place where you can get the information that they want to them quickly, whether it's an application form, whether it's a contract, whether it's a brochure, whether it's the amount of outgoings, have everything ready to go. Be super prepared so that you can be the fastest guy across the the line. Don't bumble into your day unprepared because you need to have agility in sales. You need to move quickly when opportunities arise. And the best way to do this is be prepared. It has, you've got to have a plan of action so that, you know, it's not going to be a completely new thing to react to. You're going to have the same things to react to, particularly if you're selling one item. Say you're selling a particular building. You're going to get a call from that building. You're going to get the same questions. And if you're doing leasing, you know, someone's going to want to look at it. They're going to want the information and they're going to want an application form. And what I do in that instance, is if somebody inquires about a leasing property, when I send them the information in the first instance, I'm sending them also the outgoings, the application form, everything that they need in one hit because they may not realize it, that they've got that information, but when they ask you for it, you can say to them, I've already done that. You've got it in your inbox. I've sent it to you on this date. Let me know if you need me to re-forward it. So make yourself efficient. And I mean, you're sitting there anyway, you're attaching attachments and everything should be in the file for that particular asset. And, and you should be able to just like click on five or six different things and send it to, to that client. And then you've done the hard work. So it comes down to efficiency. It comes down to speed. It comes down to accuracy. So you want to be providing a good quality service, but you definitely have to be the fastest one doing that. Because if you don't do that, if you don't get back to the inquiries quickly, someone else will get there first. Someone will beat you to it. And what you'll hear, and if you've heard this more than once in a month, you definitely need to sharpen up your pencil and get your game on because it means that you're not moving your hands fast enough. If someone says, oh, I've already seen that property with another client, or I've already seen that 
with somebody else or whatever the asset may be or whatever the item may be, you know, if they've made an inquiry and you're following it up and then they say, oh, no, sorry, someone's beating you to the punch, you are failing. You are doing something that's not working for you. You don't want to be hearing that. You do not want to hear that because it means that the other person, the competition was moving quicker than you. And that's why there's that correlation between speed and sales success. Because if you don't move your hands and you're not on your toes and you're not running, someone else is running faster than you. So get up and go. Now, speed also comes down to your decision-making process too. If you're an ummer and an ara and you procrastinate and you have to check in with everyone to make a decision and you don't follow your gut instinct and you don't make decisions quickly. Now, I'm not talking about big, major big life decisions. I'm talking about stuff that on a daily basis that you'll come across that's going to affect how your day is running. You've got to think on your feet. You've got to make decisions quickly. And the trick is really just to trust your gut instinct because nine out of 10 times your gut's going to be right. You have to follow your intuition because intuition's such a powerful thing. And I'm a big believer in the universe kind of guides you in such a way that if you're thinking about some, doing something and you're getting this really bad feeling about it, that's your intuition telling you not to do it. But if something comes along, it looks like a good opportunity and you're pretty sure you know what you're doing and your gut says, go, go, go with it. Because your intuition is way bigger than you. It's way more powerful than you. And really, there's not too many super successful people that don't make decisions quickly. And I'm not inventing the wheel here. This is I'm I'm not even making this stuff up. It's been said over and over again. Super successful people make decisions quickly. So again, success and speed, direct co- correlation. I like to be able to speak. It's like 38 degrees today. If you're living in Queensland, wow, have we had a crazy last few days. It has belted us. But you know what? It could be worse. It could be raining like it did this time last year for, well, for a year. Anyway, my brain is a little bit fried, so uh, you have to forgive me. Now, sometimes when you're dealing with a client and they're waiting on information that you don't actually have and you're waiting on somebody else, it's completely out of your control and that's just bad luck. But you have to be tenacious. If there's something you need from somebody, don't just send them an email once and say, it might be the landlord, it might be another colleague of yours and you're asking for information about a product. It might be a solicitor that hasn't sent a document that you need across. Do not send an email once and just leave it to potluck. Get on the phone follow it up, follow that information up because that's your job. Really, as commercial real estate agents, all we do is we transfer information and we charge for it. So get the information because it's the make or the break of the deal. So you need to stop leaving things to chance. There's no point in sending 20 emails a day in the morning and 20 in the rest of the day. I just send 40 a day. There's no point sending 40 emails a day if those emails are not getting the information you need and you're not following stuff up. If it's something that's going, is somebody's waiting on making a major decision and you haven't actually gone the extra mile and 
chase the information up for that particular client and they go somewhere else, it's because the other guy's calling the solicitor or calling the colleague or finding out the information. It's so easy to get into a pattern of passing the buck where you feel like you sat down, you've you've got you're so busy and you've sent all these emails out and you've asked the questions that need to be asked and then you go and put your head down at night on the pillow and you've rested and you feel like, well, the ball is in your court. And that's a dangerous place to be. The ball is in your court because you want the ball in your court where you're controlling the ball. And <laughs> my husband is a tennis coach or was a tennis coach and using tennis analogies is really quite amusing to me. But it's true. The, you, you don't want to be passing the buck and, you know, because what you're doing is you're losing control of the situation and you're letting, you know, that solicitor or the colleague or the landlord or the vendor or whoever's you're waiting on, they've got other stuff going on that doesn't involve what you're doing and they don't actually care about your needs unless there's a, a large vested interest in it. Okay, so the vendor might and the landlord might. But, you know, the reason why agents exist, commercial agents, residential agents, the reason, the whole reason we're here is because property is not the day-to-day business of your client. They have other things going on in their lives. They have other things to do. They have other places to be and they want to pass that job to you as the agent because your business is property. So when you don't focus on your business by not following things up and not getting information back to somebody, then you're not doing your job. Seriously, you're not. And you might think, wow, this is a really tough gig because, you know, I'm sending all these emails out and I'm, you know, I'm waiting on information all the time and nobody's getting back to me. Hunt them down like a dog. Hunt them down. You know, I often say to my clients and, um, you know, it's. I used to think it was funny, but now it's probably true that, you know, I am the most annoying agent on the planet. And, you know, I'd say, okay, I'm going to be a pest. I'm going to drive you nuts until the deal is done. And I do that. I chase, I drive, I call, I email, I text. I'm on them like white on rice until the deal is done and the money is in the bank. Because you can't, you cannot rely on somebody else to have the same level of requirement with the agenda that you're trying to achieve because that's your job. That is your job, my friend. You are. You need to focus on things and, and drive them home to the end. Annoy people. I just rang another solicitor about five minutes before I started this podcast and he doesn't want to hear from me because I'm driving him absolutely bonkers. I'm waiting on him to do something And I need him to do something because the tenant is going to go and do something elsewhere if he doesn't organize this for my landlord, who's a buyer of multiple units for me. And I don't want to lose the the lease for this fellow because he's bought it as an investment property. So what I'm doing is driving the solicitor nuts and saying, I need that by close of business today. The reason being is we're going to lose the tenant for our landlord. I don't want to upset the landlord. They have found other properties, yada, yada, yada. You know, you can justify the reason why you're a total pest. (laughs) But yes, back to the reason why you do this is because someone else is doing that. If you're not doing it, your competition's doing that. They're following things through. 
And it's always a good idea at the beginning of the process anyway to make sure you have this information. With When you're waiting on documentation from another party, like the solicitor, you know, that is, that is definitely out of control. But again, drive them nuts. Drive them bonkers because it's the difference between the deal being done and the deal, you know, floating along and falling over. You just, you know, your job is to make it happen. Now, I've learned this the hard way. Don't get me wrong. I've left things floating out in the wind thinking if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It doesn't work like that. And then I've phoned a client up and I've said, hi, I know you're ready to go. Have you found another property yet? Um, You know, just hoping that they're still alive, knowing full well I dropped the ball. And they say, what do they say? Oh, thanks, Sandra. We found something. We bought something else. You know what? I let let it go. I knew it was going to happen. So there's no shock there. If you have somebody who's ready to buy a property and you've got the right property for them, you need to make sure, you know, there might be instances where they can't get to see the property because they're so time poor. They might have like windows of opportunity before business hours, after business hours, weekends, whatever. You have to find out why they can't get there. If you know the property is going to work for them, don't wait for them to come back to you with the time because, again, the client the tenant, the customer, they're not property people. They are outsourcing the requirement to somebody who focuses on property all day. They're doing other things. So you have to drive it. You have to say, okay, you really need to come and see this property. It's not going to last long. Let's try and make a time that's going to work for you. Can you meet me during business hours? No. What about 6.30 in the morning? What about 5.30 in the afternoon? What about Sunday morning? What about 8 a.m. Sunday morning before your family's already up? We meet on site. We have a quick look. I'll bring the coffee. How do you have your coffee? Do that. Because if you, what's going to happen is if you leave it, the, the universe will just take them somewhere where it's easy for them to go. So there'll be another property that they'll ring the agent and the agent will, or they'll be sitting out the front and they'll be calling off the sign and the guy will be there and then he'll let them in and then you've lost the deal. So if you've got a perfect match, now you don't, as commercial agents, as agents, as real estate agents, it's not a good idea to go shopping around trying to find properties for your clients because you really need to control the pro- the property. So you need to go and get the listings. But when you match it up with someone and something's not working because of a time problem, solve it quickly. Again, the correlation between speed and success. Don't leave it for two weeks. They will go and buy something else. I guarantee it. Seen it before. You're not going to make any money in this industry. You're going to become disheartened. You're going to feel like it's far too hard. You're going to be on that roller coaster ride and it's going to be more downs than ups. And that's hard work because we don't get paid until the deal's done right. So why not just put your head down, motor along and get everything done up front early so you can park up the contracts and, you know, it might take them a while to settle, but you've done it. You've got the hard work. Lock them in. When when you're sending emails, you've sent off an application form or whatever you're doing, you're sending information all the time. Half the time the stuff never comes back in unless you drive it, unless you drive it, unless you've got somebody that's absolutely desperate to do the deal 
and they're going to be driving it because they've got some need. And that's usually because firstly, they may be getting tipped out of where they are, which is a, is a red flag anyway. If you've got a tenant that's so keen to get going on something, you've got to find out why, right? Now, I've spoken about red flags before, but, you know, that could be one. So if you're not having to work as hard as you should do and they're driving it, yeah, that's a bit of a red flag for me. But you know what? There could be a genuine reason why they need to move their hands and why they're chasing you when it's your job to chase them. They could be chasing you because, you know, they sold the property that they're in. They have to move out. They don't have a choice and they're running out of time. They might have containers coming in. They're sitting on a dock. The machines are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and they need to put them somewhere and that's they've got an agenda, right? But, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. Most people are planning a lot further ahead than that. So it's your job to be the pusher. It's your job to drive the deals. It's your job to close the deals and quickly and on your toes and be accurate and get the deals done. Your job is the property job. The client's job is whatever else they do. They might be selling curtains. They might be building computer components. They might be selling cloth nappies out of a warehouse. It could be anything. That's what they're doing every day. That's what they're focusing on. So driving all the other stuff is your job. Border Collie. (laughs) Anyway, that's pretty much it. I think um, yeah, I think it's a bit feisty in that one, but I am super passionate about the fact that people get into this business and don't realize that the work is in the driving and the chasing and the annoying and being an absolute, you know, you have to be tenacious. I'm not going to say pest. I can call myself a pest. I'm not going to call you a pest. Be tenacious. Drive it. Be that, be like a bloodhound. Sniff out the deals. Go for them. Keep chasing, 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 chasing until the deal's done. Anyway, that's it for me. Hot and bothered. Uh, my name's Sandy Carter. I'm a commercial agent. And you can find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. My hashtag is Selling with Sandra. So if you're interested in seeing my blogs on LinkedIn, I blog a couple of times a week. If you just if you if you're on LinkedIn, connect to me and say hi, I listen to your podcast. I would so love that. But then follow the hashtag selling Sandra. It's on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And I blog about these things too. So that's it for me. And yeah, keep selling hard. Remember, time is of the essence. Don't be tardy. Move your hands. There's a correlation between speed and success. And smash that glass ceiling.